Hello, and welcome to the Player to Prospect podcast. The following episode features a conversation with Cody Schreier, who is a sophomore baseball player at UCLA. To support the podcast, all likes, ratings, and reviews are appreciated. And now I present to you Cody Schreier. I was going to say the fact that you wanted to be on here made it so easy for me to be like, oh, of course. Like, I think you're the first person who was like, dude, can I be on the podcast? Like, when you said that, I was like, wow, this is actually like, this is fun. Like, I love when someone like has like the desire to like be on a podcast, let alone mine. Was there like, was there a particular reason? Were you just excited to do this? No, I mean, I'm a big podcast guy. Like, I mean, I love to really podcast too. over listen. Like I'll just watch on YouTube, like different podcasts, random podcasts. And then I'm on TikTok and I kept getting yours popped up. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Aldi, what is your brother doing on my for you page all the time? And he's yeah. like, Oh, he's doing this podcast, da da da. And I'm like, dude, like, can I get on there? Like, does he do players or what? And he's like, Yeah, I'm sure he could. And then, <laughs> and then I saw you, and I was like, oh, I gotta go talk to him, Aldi. Dude, like, that's so funny. That's actually really funny. You call him Aldi because I had a teammate just recently call me Aldi, and I was like, Hmm, I actually kind of like that nickname. Yeah, but you just remind me like he is, he has that nickname. That's yeah. a great nickname, actually. I, I hadn't heard that prior to like you guys calling him that. But okay, wait. So like who do you listen to? Or like what if you don't mind like sharing, like what do you like what got it started for you? Like what what kind of podcast do you like dive into? Believe it or not, it was like I think it was like Logan Paul's I was first listening to. Like this is interesting through YouTube. Mm-hmm. I had someone on there that was pretty good. And it's always the guest. It is right. Yeah. And then I saw like, even recently, I saw like a Rob Deerdeck one and I mm. love fantasy factory as a kid, his shows. Mm-hmm. And so I tuned into that, but I mean, yeah, just random. Like that's like my main one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, there's so many out there too, that there like, is. once you obviously, find like them, the Rogan too, like, I mean, well, you can't. yeah. And he has everybody. So like once exactly. they appear on that, like, people do like a round of them and then you just follow them on like different podcasts. You're like, Oh my gosh, there's so many podcasts. It really is. It blows my mind. But, um, okay. So you were saying you, you watch a lot of podcasts. You saw me on TikTok, which is pretty funny. I mean, like it's, it's weird how like influential TikTok is not only in what I'm doing, but like what we do, you know, we both play baseball. It's like Mm -hmm. the amount of coaching that's on TikTok it's ridiculous. Like there, and I'm not saying like it's bad necessarily. Like there might be some bad, some good, but like there's so much out there, like especially on TikTok in terms of like the baseball instruction side of things. Like, have you ever seen something on TikTok where you're like, oh, actually, I might use that. Like I might take something Absolutely. from that. Absolutely. Yes. Like, I mean, nothing like really specific, but absolutely. I've seen like just random videos where I'm like, Oh, like what does this guy do for his two strike approach? And I'm like, maybe I'll w- actually watch this whole TikTok. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. E- this that's an interesting way of thinking about it. I mean, just because mm-hmm. everyone has a different way of saying like the same thing almost. Yeah. But I've totally taken stuff away where I'm like, dang, it really has everything on there. Like mm-hmm. anything you want to look up. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. And like when the for you page like curates your interests and like it's crazy. Or hears you when my phone hears me sometimes. And I'm like, no way this is popping up on my phone right now. Dude, like I'll be at the golf course or something, like talking about golf. And then the next thing I know, it's like 40 pages, golf, golf, golf. Yes, golf. Like that, here's that how you me. fix your swing. Here's that how you fix your last summer. Baseball oh players, baseball players. This is why you're hitting a slice. 
I'm like, whoa, why am I hitting a slice? Yeah, yeah. You're like, wait a minute. How'd you know that? How'd you know I'm a fucking baseball player? Wait, so are you, well, I guess uh, you can't really play golf right now. I know, but I I got into it last summer pretty heavy. When I came back from summer ball, and I mean, we, because we're quarter system, so we still had like a month and a little, and my dad's Mm -hmm. a huge golfer. So, and we're, we're members at a club. So I'm like, every day I'd be like, dude, let's go, let's go. Yeah. And I got pretty good, like pretty fast where I was like, not like good, but like I was shooting like around a hundred for like playing like my fifth round ever. Oh, um, okay. I'm like, dang, like if I really spend some time with this, then once I went back to school, I can add enough time. Oh dude. No, like I love it. I love golf. It's, it's such a good time. It's, it's amazing too, how, it kind of trains your, your mind in a different way. Like it, obviously it's a, it's sort of similar to baseball. You can make some kind of like similarities yeah. to it, but in a lot of ways it, it's so different too, where like you're kind of training your mental side, like in a totally different like arena. That's why I like it so much. Cause it's like, dude, you're literally playing against yourself. And like, people always say that, like, you're playing the big game of baseball against yourself, but it's like, dude, no, it's like a team sport. Like I'm trying to beat this guy. Sure. Like there's variables on their, their side too. Like golf. It's like me, the ball and the course, like that's yeah. it. Yeah. And that's, that's why I like it a lot. I mean, like you said, your dad plays and like, you obviously have access to it, but yeah. was it like one thing that like got you interested in golf or like, did it just like happen? Mm, it actually youtube too i was watch i watched these like golfer youtubers i don't know if you know who good good is oh come on dude yes okay. of course okay. so i i They're got awesome. in big over i think it was over the summer too okay and just watching them i'm like it made me want to golf so bad i'm like i gotta get out there i gotta go play dude and i i still watch them too i i love golf oh me too all the time bro like it's so interesting to me it's ridiculous how many hours I've probably dedicated to watching their stuff in the last few months, just because yeah. like, I think watching them, like, not only are they entertaining, but they actually like help me like with golf too. Like there's totally so agree. many things you pick totally up. Totally agree. I watch their, their swings and like, I'll try to like mimic something and it totally mm-hmm. helps me in golf. Yeah. hundred percent. Which is weird because I like growing up, I always did that with baseball. Like I would look at a, a big leaguer, sure. you know, I'd be like, Ooh, like, he throws harder. That was a nasty curveball. Like, I want to do that. And now, I mean, today, like, you can kind of do that to the max. Like, there's, there's pitch grips and slow-mos and, like, 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 do you do that at all? Like, have you do you take that sort of imitation, like, mindset with baseball in a way? I know, like, once you get to a level, at least I know for me, like, I had to stop that because then it's like, okay, you're trying, like, you're experimenting too much. Sure, yeah. But, like, did you ever do that as a kid, too? Uh, yeah, a little bit. And even now a little bit, like even like mid season. So I've always been like a toe tap guy, at least when I got to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was always a toe tap guy. And like mid season, it was my timing was getting real messed up. Hmm. And I was like, maybe I need to sway away from the toe tap. And so like immediately, I just went to videos like, of like, a, not even like a leg kick, just kind of like a stride. And just hmm. to see what or just what other hitters are doing. Yeah, um, yeah. Even guys on our, on my own team, I was looking at those videos. Um, but like as a kid, obviously, you always wanted to mimic someone. But I yeah. always had like, my swing was just always a little different. Like I was always, I always just had this big old back. Like I just big old swing, so I mm. could never like really mimic some guys. But 
I mean, hmm. obviously, I like the shortstops, like Seager and Lindor. Those were always my guys. Yeah, I was going to ask if there's anyone you, like you watch specifically where you're like, I mimic my swing off of that guy, or I learned my swing from that guy. Yeah, nothing with the swing particular. Like, I would always like think I looked like some guy, and then I'd watch video of myself, and I'm like, that's hmm. really far from him. No, yeah, I do that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, dang. I had a home run that maybe I I watched that video of uh, this guy and looked like him. And I'm like, uh, that didn't look like him, but it was Oh my gosh. Yes. I'll, I'll stay with that thought. No, it's like the same exact thing with me. I think I'll throw like a huge, like 12, six curveball and that'll be like the slurviest thing ever. And they're like, yeah. they're like, you need to work on that. You know, exactly. like it's a little they're slurvy. Like, I'm like, what? I felt really? Great. You're like, damn. All right. Yeah. Well, you got the result, you know, but yeah. um, okay. So like besides the swing though, is there like a player that you like looked at in terms of like, you know, the, the antics that they do, like the, the body language that they have, the way they kind of carry themselves on the field, like the kind of style that they play with. Cause obviously you got the guy like, you know, Mike Trout, where it's like, Oh, he's just calm, cool, collected, always has a smile on his face. Like, you know, everyone loves him. Like, but you never know he's even there sometimes. And then you got like some more flashy guys, sure. you know, maybe a little bit more loud and like kind of like rambunctious. And it's like, okay, everyone has someone where they're like, oh, yeah, like that's the guy. Like, he's the dude. Yeah. I mean, for me, so my dad, he's from New Jersey. And so me mm. and my brother, me and my siblings, we all grew up Yankees fans. So, I mean, it's just easy to see. It's easy to say Jeter. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he was always a dude. And I'm, I mean, I pride myself in like being the kind of calm and collected, the just pretty flat line. Like I always want to be yeah, yeah. never too high, never too low. Um, right. I mean, just because I see some of these kids sometimes who are throwing shit and like just acting like fools. And I'm like. And I just, I, I never wanted to be that way. Like, I mean, I know baseball is a game of failure and I know I'm going to fail seven out of 10 times, most likely. So yeah, like, how can I stay flatlined? And I mean, Jeter was the prime example of that. Mm -hmm. um, he was the guy. He was the guy. And when that documentary came out, I mean, I watched that so quick. It was, <laughs> it was so good. Um, Dude. <sighs> but I mean, then there's like the flashy guys, like, I mean, who do you got now? You got like Jazz Chisholm now, who's, he's all over the place. And I mean, those guys are sweet too. Like I, t I mean, I always watch him and be like, dang, like mm -hmm. Gordon Cleetes has like, I might need some of those, like something like yes. that, but not really like the way those guys act. Yeah. And that's, I think the fine line is you can be flashy and like play with emotion stuff, but it's like, it's double edged, you know? And like, you want to kind of stay on the edge where it's like, more positive stuff you know mm -hmm. like yeah. like you said guys are throwing their helmets and stuff it's like i get that you have the passion you know that's fine exactly. and like there probably is a time and place where like you can show your frustration like it's okay oh, 100%. but you got to minimize it like uh as much as you can because like everyone everyone notices the guy who strikes out or makes an error in the field and then lets that mistake turn into a compound mistake and then they're like 100%. okay like that's a huge problem like that, especially in the college world. I mean, my gosh, like, dude, I, I feel like, especially in youth baseball, like before I even got to college, like the only time I really ever got disciplined, it was on something like effort, you know, sure. or being mentally engaged, exactly. you know, something like that. I mean, I don't know about you, but like growing up, that was definitely something I had to work on like proactively. So I'm kind of curious if you ever had to, to like, in terms of the like 
sort of Derek Jeter sort of like calm, cool, collected thing? Like, was that something you just like gravitated towards because it, it was something you liked or like, you know, you naturally did that anyway? Or did you have to like work toward that? Like, do you have a lot of those emotions that like kind of get to you and like you kind of have to suppress or like you have to kind of flip the switch on and like mm-hmm. make sure you're in game mode and you don't let those emotions show? Or is that like more of a natural thing for you? I think it was more natural for me okay. um, until I kind of got to high school when like when I was like a freshman playing on varsity and I kind of faced like at real adversity for the first time because mm-hmm. I mean like little league and kind of middle school obviously like you're playing this competition that's can be lower level and you can it can come so natural so yeah. easily. but yeah. then playing in high school it's like my league I mean obviously you probably know the Trinity League I mean it's mm-hmm. dominant and so <laughs> going out there and three times a week facing some d1 arm that's some senior and I'm just a child freshman <laughs> out there it it definitely took a like valued effort to okay let me I'm gonna strike out well what am I gonna do to not bring that to my defense and yeah. completely flush that before I go out there like I just hit a home run like I don't want to and so it was tough in high school for sure and then I got to college and it was like another step it was just another level of Dude, okay yeah. I got to make that conscious effort to once I go like whatever happens at the dish or whatever happens on the field mm. my next opportunity like I can't have that affect that at all and I mean that was actually a huge thing for me this year too because I started at the beginning of the year struggling. I mean, when people were, we were kind of facing those non-conference teams and mm-hmm. some kids were doing just off the charts and I wasn't doing like to the like level that I wanted to be playing at, right? Sure, yeah. Awesome. It was like, what can I control here, right? Like I can't control, oh, I just lined out three times. So what can I control? Like I'm going to go out there, communicate as much as I can, like make these plays for my pitchers. Mm. And maybe not the things that are, going to show up in the scorecard but something just like making a diving play and saving a run or whatever I can do uh to to show that you know I'm not bringing any of those at bats out that none of that offense to defense yeah and that's, that's like the terminology at, at UCLA is like don't bring the offense to defense mm-hmm. either way like you don't want to be all jolly out there I mean you can be but like just be locked in and be the same every time yeah so that's so yeah, to answer it, it was kind of natural when I was younger, but definitely has taken more of an effort as I've moved up levels in the game for sure. And I think it helps knowing that when you can bring that level of effort, a consistent level of high effort, um, every single play that you that you're able to, literally like physically and mentally, yeah. people take notice of that. Like 100%. it definitely goes a long way, and. The only issue is it doesn't, it doesn't get like, you don't notice those results like immediately. Totally. You know, it's yeah. like, you have to be patient to like get paid out with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's well, not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Keep, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. No, like you have to, you have to trust that it's, it's that trust. It's like, you got to trust. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going up there and I'm not going to necessarily change anything, but I'm going to keep grinding and keep going and stay level and, I mean, it'll come like, cause you, cause I know, like, I know how talented I am. I know mm. what I can do. So it's like, I got to just stay patient and stay with it and it'll all work itself out. So how did you do your freshman year of high school then? Freshman year of high school was, I mean, I don't know the numbers or what, but 
Okay. It wasn't pretty. It definitely wasn't pretty. Like I remember some games where it was real, where I was like, I was real frustrated out there. Like, what am I doing on varsity? I was saying like, letting Mm -hmm. that, letting that come out of my mouth where it's like, Oh, what were you doing? But I mean, in the end, it was just, it was so good to play out there as a freshman. Um, Cause even I wouldn't, I wasn't even, I wouldn't even have played the first, first game. They put me on varsity. Right. Mm-hmm. As a freshman, I didn't even know what I was going to make. Put me on varsity. Yeah. I don't start. Like, I wasn't expecting to start. We had Michael Curiel. He played at UCLA last mm-hmm. year. He was yeah. at shortstop. And we had another guy at second base. Like, fourth, fifth inning. Second baseman hurt. Trier, go get loose in the bullpen. I'm like, what? So I run down there. I throw like five balls. Dude, you're in. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? Oh, my God. Out there. I'm just shaking right yeah yeah yeah. first a b i get up there where i think it might have been zero zero or one one it was like a tight game Mm -hmm. and we're facing some sc commit some big righty and i just i still have video of it i kind of just let one eat and i thought i hit it out and i'm like oh my gosh i just hit it out and the guy catches it at the track i'm like no No. but it was it totally it just it just took that one a b and then I was off. And we ended up I ended up going mm. double in like the eighth. And we walked it off. And I was like the winning run. It was Dang. And I, I played second every game after that. So it was, wow. it was awesome. Yeah, even when the guy came back, like I was I mean, I wasn't rolling, but I was enough to stay out there. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm gonna assume that your team was very good uh as well did a lot of like those older guys kind of help you you know as like a freshman like probably one of the few younger players on a probably a pretty good team in high school yeah big time it was there's like a couple moments like where I mean these older kids because I remember the first tournament ever too it was like a summer Mm -hmm. tournament and he's like oh come play varsity and I seriously remember pulling out with my parents like I'm not getting out of the car like I don't I don't know any of them like it was really weird and they're like, yeah. get out of the car. Like, let's go. And I remember I got out and there was a couple older kids, a kid named Blake Kloss, and he ended up playing at Santa Barbara last year, got drafted. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, he really took me under his wing and it was a big help. And then when I was that kid, when I was that older kid, it was like, hey, what can I do to make sure these younger kids like feel comfortable? Because, I mean, I know how I felt when I was there. So, Dude, yeah, it's so important like to have players – on your team that do that and I feel like it is getting lost like that sort of kind of uh, I, don't, I don't even know what you call it like it's really just being a good teammate honestly it is. I think, like, yeah at the end of the day that's what it is but I can totally see it getting lost like with even in college baseball now with the transfer portal and how how old kids are in college baseball like it's like those like those team bonds like I don't know what they necessarily were like and like I don't even know, like, like 10 years ago, I'm sure these guys were super, super close, but it's like when schools are bringing in new dudes and th- I mean, we don't bring in a lot of guys at all, but mm. I can't imagine some of these schools that are bringing in like 20 new guys. And I mean, they're just, it, it you got to like mesh very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big part of the team. Like you got to mesh. It's so difficult too, because coaches, they kind of feel like their hand is being forced because it's like, okay, you're, let's say you're head coach, right? You're maybe you're a new head coach, you know, on a team that's, you're trying to revive the program or you've been a head coach for five years and the team's slowly declining. It's like, 
you gotta like shift things up. You got you gotta make stuff happen soon. And it's, and it's so hard for like younger uh, players to perform, especially nowadays. Like like you said, with teams being so old now, like it's just it's so difficult. Where it's so much easier for these coaches to like just bring in portal guys. Like I don't I don't even know. I, the thing is, like with your school with UCLA, like you guys rarely bring in transfers so it's like i feel like you just don't see that as much but like if i'm a high schooler right now like i would much rather go to a, a school that does that like that has that track record 100 percent. unless i guess like maybe you're a juco guy and like you know that's a little different because then it's like you walk in and you're like an older guy already but yeah it's just so it's so difficult like you said with the transfer portal like do you remember when that first got enacted like into like college sports or just like college baseball? Like yeah. I remember just being like bamboo. I was like, how is this a thing? Like, this is insane. Right. Like, yeah. How can you just throw your name in this? And then, yeah, it's, it's still so weird. It's so weird. How you, anyone, any kid can just do that. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't like this place. Let me go here. Like that yeah. play right away. Yeah. It will. And it's kind of like also giving this, this sort of like false hope for a lot of players. Cause let's say a thousand players hop in the portal. I think the number, I forget what it was like last year, but it was like over a couple thousand. Yeah. I want to say something like 600 maybe found new schools or like, I don't even know if they counted the ones that went to Juco, but that's not a good like rate. That's not a good like success rate. Yeah. It's I... just, it's, it's terrible. I, I think like, I just don't, I don't know how you combat that. Like, yeah, I don't either. I mean, like, luckily, I mean, at UCLA, like you said, we, he rarely brings in guys unless like we are in need of like a position or something of that sort. Um, Which is rare. Rare. And even like this year, I remember after one practice, he was like, Hey, like, cause we, I forgot what we were, how did it even came up? But he's like, Hey, who's 21 or something. And I think the oldest guy was 22, maybe, maybe there was someone who was 23 Mm. and it was just like, yeah, these other schools have 25 year olds, just a bunch of them running around. It's ridiculous. (laughs) No, it's true. Like I I forget. I was watching some stream. It must've been like a two lane game I was watching, but they were talking about someone was like 24 and I'm just like 24. Damn. Like, I'm not even 24 yet. Like, yeah, this is like, crazy. Yeah, their whole lineups, like 22 to 24. Yeah, and I, it's so funny. I literally could be at Tulane right now. I could be a sixth year at Tulane right now. Like, yeah, still be, like, pitching on for that team. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. It is, it's unreal. I, I can't wait for, like, that kind of cycle to, like, go away. But I want to talk about, like, your team, though, um, because, I mean – obviously you know my brother and like he seems to really like his teammates like I have never heard him have like a problem with any of his teammates and you know to me that's it sounds like you guys are pretty close like is that just a product of like being at UCLA is that is that like something that's like embedded in like the program or like is that that's just like the group of guys that you have right now like can you just talk about like why you guys like why you think like you guys are pretty close yeah I mean I think it's just a part of UCLA like I think the not bringing in a bunch of juco and like older guys definitely helped because at mm. least for my freshman class it was probably like 12 13 guys i don't know the number but sure probably 10 socal guys and 
four from my, four from my high school and mm-hmm. two of them were like my best friends. So it was like, Oh, wow. We already close coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, obviously we went on like a visit and met some of the guys and I already knew some of the kids who were there, but it was such an easy thing for us to come in and right away meld with the older kids and stuff. Cause mm. Pretty much just our like class, our core class coming in. There wasn't a bunch of random guys we didn't know really coming in. Hmm. Uh, and then right away, I mean, the older kids. I mean, that's I mean that's big for our coaches. Like, hey, take the younger guys kind of under your wing and stuff. Yeah, but I think that's just a product of being at UCLA. Like that's just always been. I mean, it's a pretty SoCal built team, so you already know a lot of the kids or know of them at least. So it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to work together. Yeah. And I remember noticing like after you guys practices that like everyone has like some sort of field work job that they do. Yeah. And like, I, maybe you were on like the tractor or something. And I was like, this is crazy. Like I don't, I don't think I've ever been on a team where like the coaches like delegate like that much like responsibility to like their players to like keep, the field nice or something like yeah. that like maybe juco a little bit but like yeah. i don't know i can you actually like elaborate a little bit on that like it yeah. seemed like you guys were actually like enjoying like taking care of the field like after your practices like in the yeah, fall i mean they they divvy that up at the beginning of the year like it'll be random and some guys yeah are, i mean obviously we're trying to put the freshmen on the worst jobs but <laughs> they, they need to be that, there's nothing that's that horrible but I mean, we don't have a huge field crew that's like going to always be there. So mm-hmm. that's something like this is our field. We're coming out here every day. Like, mm-hmm. I, want, I don't want bad hops when I'm taking ground balls. Yeah. And you guys don't either. So like, let's spend 15 to 20 minutes after each practice and like lock in on our job, right? Like whether that's just raking down the line or mm-hmm. dragging the field, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, we'll make fun of it too. Like, I mean, it's just good little chatter after an inner squad or something yeah each other so are you guys a team that like stays at the clubhouse and like chills at the clubhouse like a lot of the time or because obviously your guys field is is separate from like the campus yeah, and like exactly. where you guys might live but like are you guys a team that like hangs out there a lot or like does a lot of activities there like not Dep- during practice depends. and whatnot depends i mean i think once we in the fall, yeah, like I think we'll hang out after a practice and just kind of kick it for a little bit. I mean, there's mm-hmm. not, we don't have like crazy stuff to do at the clubhouse, or I mean, there's a gym there too, but I think more so we're back at campus just because, like you said, it is off campus. So kind of our food is by the dorms or wherever. Yeah, yeah. For me living on campus. So it's not a rush, but it's like, hey, we're pretty hungry after this six hour day at the, park let's get back to the uh let's get back and get some food well and you guys have to balance uh school as well and it's not like ucla is a walk in the park i mean yeah so i mean that's kind of another thing i wanted to ask about too like the the kind of school baseball balance i mean how do you how do you deal with that like you know let's say you're you're kind of uh short on time or you're you know you got to deal with something a, a conflict maybe like what's uh what's something that like helps you kind of deal with, with those, you know, kind of dual pressures? Yeah. I mean, you really need to set a good amount of time each week for that because I mean, it's no joke. Like I had no clue coming in what to expect. I was like, shoot, 
how's how our college class is going to be. I had no clue even anything about it. And I mean, so many of the guys will help you out for at least for like the general education classes. Like we all have like a list of like the easier ones to kind of fill some requirements, which is helpful. But I mean, we have an academic advisor too who helps. And then, but you have to take that day off that you get each week, whether it's kind of Sundays during the fall or Wednesdays during the season, especially during the season, that Wednesday is like, Hey, what, how much of this paper am I going to write? How many of these assignments are, am I going to get done? But it's, it's real. It's a, it's real school. It's no joke. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. What's your major again? I'm still undecided. I mean, I'm still doing like G's. Cause you're a sophomore, right? Yeah. I'm still doing G's right now. And I, I'll mm-hmm. probably end up doing political science. A lot of kids do it or a lot mm-hmm. of kids do sociology. I think mm-hmm. Chris is doing soci. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a fan favorite for the baseball team, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because some of the classes are definitely easier, which help a lot. Yeah. Um, but then you have the outliers who are doing something crazy. Like, I mean, I know Tommy Barris last year was doing like aerospace engineering. And I'm like, dude, yeah, that's where we're not there. <laughs> we're not going to be doing that. Hey, he was number 36 on the team for a reason. <laughs> um I love that though. Wait, did that like I'm gonna take it back to like high school a little bit. Did that go into like your decision making process at all in terms of like where you wanted to go to school? Where was oh, academics a, a big deal for you? Huge. It's huge, especially for my parents. I mean, because mm-hmm. either of them went to college. And so mm-hmm. for so I have two older brothers. I don't know if you know that. Yes. Yeah. But that was huge for all of us picking a school. It was like my parents were kind of like selfishly were like, Hey, we didn't go to school, but so we want you guys to get the best education. And Hmm. so, I mean, it was, it was a no brainer. I mean, UCLA, like my, my final was like UCLA and Stanford. And Hmm. ultimately it was like Stanford. I I just didn't even have the classes in high school to make that. And so it was ridiculous, those requirements they had over there, but it was, yeah, yeah, it was a huge factor in deciding what school I was going to go to. Was there any pushback when your parents kind of put that on you not not that it's a bad thing that they want you to go to college but did you ever look at that and say you guys didn't go to school like do I do I have to go to school like like internally did you feel any like you know discourse with that not at all no it was it was like uh, I didn't go to school and I mean this is so like they it was my decision ultimately they're like hey this is the decision ultimately but we're gonna feed in all the knowledge we have for you because we want you to make the best decision but mm-hmm. there was no pushback at all. I mean, it was, I was, I really wanted to go to college. I mean, it was a huge thing for me. I knew hmm. I had kids who had, were already at UCLA who I knew. And I mean, it was, it was a big thing for me. So I'm going to assume that you're happy with the decisions you've made. Yeah. What are some things you've learned since like being at UCLA? Like what, are, like, what are some big takeaways so far that, you know, you're probably going to have to take into the future, especially maybe, maybe baseball related, maybe not. Um, if there's anything that like jumps out to you right now, we were like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have learned this if I didn't go to school. And I'm, I'm happy that I, I did learn this uh, while I'm at UCLA. I mean, I think it's just the, the more so team about going to college rather than hmm. going pro right out of high school. I think, that was kind of a big thing for me was like B 
being the team guy, like, in, I mean, I've always been like, I want my team to win, like whatever to, mm -hmm. for my team to win. And yeah, using when I was choosing between college or pro, it was, Hey, if you go to pro ball, like it strictly turns to, this is going to be about yourself almost. I mean, you'll be on a team. Sure. But at the end of the day, you need to do good so you can get moved up. And I mean, mm -hmm. once you get to the big leagues, of course, it kind of reverts back to that team. But that was a huge thing. I was like, hey, what am I going to miss out if I don't go to that college? And it was like that team camaraderie. And like you said, your brother, as you know, we're so tight. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't have experienced this this college baseball atmosphere that I've been watching my whole life. I've been going to I mean, UCI is the closest. I've been going to UCI games, UCLA games. And so it was like, I mean, there's nothing like a big like life lesson that I feel like I can kind of pick out that I've learned. But I mean, that team aspect of it mm. and kind of meeting buddies that are going to be my friends for the rest of my life. That was something that was pretty important to me. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but ever since I got into professional baseball, the environment that i've seen not that it's a negative one but like you're kind of evaluating like it is so different where it is very hard to develop like close friendships with people because that's just not the nature of like the shared activity sure. like it's not about that anymore but yeah. like you said in college it's like no that's the only thing that matters the only thing that matters is that you guys can collectively win exactly. <laughs> you like know things take care of themselves on the individual level in college, but like, that's just, it's not what's important. And yeah, I mean, and it's not to, to slight anyone that I've like met in pro ball or anything, but it's like, I know I just have deeper friendships with guys that I went to, to college with. And like, I'm probably going to talk with them, you know, as long as I'm around, like, whereas exactly. pro ball, it's yeah, like, exactly. it's so different. It's so much more business. Like, I'm, you know, but that's, Again, it's not a problem. It's just nature of the beast. That's just, that's how it is. I'm kind of, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm kind of curious, like, is there anything, uh, I don't know what your like level of knowledge is with like just pro ball or like, if you have any curiosities about pro ball that I could even answer for you now that I'm thinking about it, like, has anything like, ha have you th thought about it at all? Like deeply where you're thinking like, Hmm, like there's something, uh, something I'm not sure about, or like, I, I just don't have, you know, like total confidence in something like, like what's your kind of like feeling on that? Like just professional baseball. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I mean, what I talked about the kind of individual aspect of it is so weird to me. Cause like I said, I've always been on a team all throughout my high school. Yeah. College. And so I think that's, and like you said, just being in it for, the time you've been in it, you've already seen like, Hey, this friendship is definitely not like the friendships I had with these guys that I spent three years of my life with. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's going to be so weird for me going out there. And it's like, I have to do good because now this is my job. Like, am mm -hmm. I, it's my job. So if I don't go yeah. perform, it's strictly on me and I need to perform to continue to move up these levels. So yeah, I think that's something that's, that's going to be so weird for me mm. to have to do that. And like when that really hits, I don't know how long it'll take into my perfect. If I get that chance to go take this professionally and when that'll kind of hit really when I'm like, dang, 
these guys might not be my friends. Like they're just here trying to move up and we're all just trying to move up. So mm-hmm. it, there, there is a, a brighter side though. I will say, because, you know, I, I was uh, out in Myrtle beach not too long ago and, you know, our, I mean, we were a couple games above 500, I think when, when I left, but it was a good group of guys. Like, so you can be a part of like a good team and like a mm-hmm. good culture. And that can really have an effect on like how you feel showing up to the field every day, even in professional totally. baseball. Totally. Whereas like yeah. you could also be on a team where it's on the struggle bus and like there can be a lot of negativity just circulating. And it's not even like they, that you want it to be a negative time. It's just, it really dampens the mood like losing versus winning it's crazy like watching teams that are like oh yeah they're on a roll because like they look like they're just having the best time of their life exactly it's like wow like that's great so it's almost reverse it's almost like you got to reverse it and say like okay like we're not winning like i'm focusing on myself maybe we need to start like thinking more team-esque like let's just let's start helping each other out and see if we can't like you know, improve like other people, but like, that's the problem is that it's not your job. Like, yeah, it's not your job. So it becomes, it becomes kind of difficult. Like, but, but I do find that if the players that are always trying to help other guys, like, and, and, you know, be a good teammate, like they're the ones that are also probably succeeding. Exactly. In a weird way. Most of the time. Yeah. That's how it is. Most of the time. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so golf, is like a hobby that you you said you picked up but you know with with school and now you know your situation physically it can it's gonna be tough you know but what what are you gonna do like besides that like do you have any other hobbies that like you used to do that like kind of get your mind off baseball i mean yeah when you live a 10 minute walk down to the beach that's an option it's always about that (laughs) especially when yeah when i'm home for the summer and i look out my window I'm like, yeah, I might just need to go lay out on the beach here for a little bit. Mm. Um, so, I mean, being, yeah, being a SoCal kid, going to the beach and just hanging out with friends, mm. you can't beat it. Going to play a little spike ball, throw the football around. Yeah. Whatever it is, you can't beat it. Do you it's, surf? I don't know. I never got into it. Mm. And like one I didn't of my either. Brothers, one of my brothers is a big surfer, but, and mm. my cousin's actually a professional surfer, but. Oh. I, I well, I, I've tried it. It's not pretty. And it was way too hard the like five times I tried. So I was like, I can't, I'll just go swim. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask if it's like, uh, if surfing, if you did it or anything hobby wise that you do, that's physical. Like you've seen transfer over into like your game in any sort of way. Cause I, you know, for example, I played soccer and basketball, like growing up too. And I always thought that actually did help. Like keep my athleticism high or even raise my athleticism growing up and so I actually I'm curious if you like played multiple sports or how how your like kind of childhood upbringing was with with sports or if you were you know more baseball only yeah no I was multi-sport all the way up until high school okay basketball and football too Um, oh and basketball yeah basketball was definitely the least of the three I was kind of just playing in my local like NJB league mm. um but God, basketball was fun like I missed that basketball yeah I was with like a bunch of my buddies so it was such a good time and then football 
was like pretty real. Like I wanted to play going into high school Hmm. and just the opportunity of kind of my, my summer before going into high school when I already had college baseball coaches reaching out and I was just overwhelmed with that was like, Hey, maybe I just follow this path. That's going pretty good for me right now and not risk anything. Especially, like I said, our high school's in the Trinity league and we have to play modern day in St. John Bosco in football, which is full division one football teams pretty much. And it was like, Hey, maybe we just focus on baseball for the first time. (laughs) And it was weird leaving the other sports. Like, I still look back at my highlights all the time. I'm like, dang, like, dude, I could have been someone. Like, I think I could have been someone. Damn. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I literally feel the same way about like soccer because I always was like, dude, I fucking love soccer. Like, so fun. Same with basketball. So fun to play. So they're so, they're so different too than baseball, mm-hmm. where especially like as an eighth grader, like it kept it so fresh. Like mm. going from basketball for these two months and then playing football and just totally racking the baseball bat for like mm-hmm. a couple months and then coming back to it. It just kept everything so fresh. I think that's what it was. Dude, yes. And I think that's such a problem today. It's uh, huge. With huge. not only with like youth players, actually probably with like, you know, youth players too, because I'm in the pro ball side and like, I feel like a lot of guys that I've seen, you know, when I'm on the road or even, even just like, you know, during the season, it's like show up at the field, do what you need to do game, go back, stay up and like, I don't know, watch like YouTube or like just watch something and then wake up late and then just clockwork, just do that over and over. Yeah. For me, it's like, bro, I can't do that. Like I have to do something. And like, honestly, thank God I have this podcast. Cause like, if I didn't, like, I don't know what I would, I would have to do something. Yeah. to like keep keep my mind working on something that's not baseball like and maybe with like younger players too like you're seeing a lot of that where it's like all right they're either like on their phone or like ipad or something and then it's like baseball mm-hmm. it's like bro you're gonna get tired of that like pretty soon like you're gonna get pretty over baseball at some point you're just gonna flip-flop back and forth between like okay i'm bored of this all right now i'm bored it's like yeah. you need to switch it up a little bit no seriously and i think like yeah, like I feel like I had to had to kind of focus on baseball just where I was at in my career, but I did the same thing. I still think like I'm still like, dang, what if I played football like my freshman year? Maybe just my freshman year. Played football in high school or something like that. Mm. Like, it would have been it would have been fun. I miss football. Yeah. I don't think it's like bad though that you that you stopped because like No, it's not. <laughs> but I mean I see kids now who are like just so young and they're like so focused on just baseball or just one sport and I'm like go do it all like you're yeah. gonna miss it I promise you you're gonna miss these other sports so go oh, yeah for you before you can absolutely wait okay when did you start playing travel baseball so I was I was full-on little league until I was 12 okay so I was 13 so I think that's like in sixth or seventh grade yeah really yeah. but i mean kids like even like those kids who are like oh i'm strictly i'm I'm quitting a little league or something because it's too easy or something like that i was like me and my me and my dad would be like what are, you, what are you talking about like come on like come have fun like we're we're 10 years old we're 12 yeah. years old like yeah and so yeah that's when i started travel ball so i only had like three or two or three years of that before getting into high school 
yeah it's the summer yeah. school you'd play a little bit of course of course but i ask because now we're seeing like perfect game tournaments where it's like nine you ridiculous what are we doing yeah no i was not sniffing a travel ball field when i was that young and yeah they come out with rankings and stuff and they they do a good job of dragging kids in there like oh i want to be ranked i want to be ranked this and this and then the parents don't really know what it is and they're like sure we'll sign we'll sign you up for it and and it's it's crazy but what's great is that the ncaa like actually changed the rule did you hear about this final rule change oh they actually can't talk to them now yeah right i i think well well, they're not yeah it's like you you can't i think it's you can't be in contact with them until like some point in their like fall junior year maybe yeah which is i yes i'm all thank god right i'm all for that because yeah i was i don't know if you know my whole how i committed and then decommitted but that would have been awesome for me if they i mean are you allowed to talk like are you okay with like talking about that yeah i mean when i was well, like I said, when I was, I don't know that, that summer going into my freshman year of high school. Okay. I'm already like, I'm already had like two college coaches reach out. Me and my dad are like, what? Like, I'm not even in high school yet. Like, what's dude. Yeah. On? Yeah. I had that happen to me. I was like, wait, I'm not ready. Whoa. What? Yeah, I didn't even like, think about this. This is pretty weird. And yeah. <laughs> so, and then kind of like, I don't know if they talk to each other, these coaches or what, but like once one kind of reaches out, then like you just start getting more and you're like, what the? And so there you know it. I'm going on visits. My my freshman year of high school, I'm going on, like I'm on the weekend and I'm going on a visit to a college and I visited probably six schools. I knew like, I had like my list of like, I want to be close to home. I'm going to probably be in SoCal. Yeah. I want to play for a Pac-12 team almost for sure. Hmm. Um, it's got to have good education. It's got to obviously have good baseball. I got to like the coaches. Like I had my lists and. Okay. I, that's good. I visited these schools and it was, Hey, like USC checks all these boxes. Mm-hmm. And we're like, sweet. And November of my freshman year of high school, I committed to USC. And why was it, was it too early? Because <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, it checked all my boxes, but. I had a lot of growing to do and Hmm. and then it came around where they had a full-on coaching change when I was going into my junior year of high school and that can really disrupt things big time but it was one of the best things that's probably happened because it kind of opened me to hey I'm going to take a step back here with the new coaches I'm going to go meet those coaches and kind of look other places so important I I really made a list of like three four schools and like who is going to develop me into being a big leaguer and I mean I went to UCLA and it was just like a huge thing was hey we don't bring in these that's what like coach Savage said when I was that junior in high school hey Hmm. we've brought in like one juco guy here like you're you're it's going to be your class and that's and the shortstop was going to be it was going to be yeah. open. McLean was getting drafted when I was coming in. They lean and, on development heavily. Yes. And it was like, that is, this is a perfect situation. It, it couldn't have worked out better, but mm-hmm. yes, I wish they couldn't even speak to me until I was a junior. So I could play some high school baseball and kind of realize who I am. You know yeah. I mean? Oh my gosh. I mean, I remember 
a similar situation with kind of receiving that first offer. And like you said, like once one happens, it's like, okay, a lot of people start to pick up interest yeah. because they ask, they go, Oh, Hey, yeah, is that kid have an interest? He's pretty young, whatever. They're like, yeah, he's got this offer on the table. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, oh wait, what? Oh, we, we gotta, gotta get, get, in, yeah, we gotta get exactly. in the picture. We gotta get in mm-hmm. the picture. And then and that's the next exactly thing, what it is. No, next thing you know, I mean, my dad, I mean, you know, my dad, he mm-hmm. wanted to take the process a little bit slower than honestly I would have liked. Cause there were a, a couple of schools. I remember when I was pretty young where I was like, Oh my gosh, these places are amazing. Like I love these places, you know, yeah, I don't go there right now. Yeah. And dude, like I literally made my commitment. I think it was like summer going into junior year. So I waited a little bit while, like a little while for it, but like I had made that commitment, like purely based off like a feeling like, Oh yeah. Like this place is great. Like I could totally see myself here. And like, we had evaluated it like the right way, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I think that commitment was still a good commitment, but like, ultimately it didn't work out. And like, sometimes that just happens. And that's exactly how I feel like I, yeah, no, no, it's, it's just a product of like the amount of time between like when you commit and when you actually show up to school, it's like, are you really going to bet on yourself? Like as a freshman to like lock it up, you know, and then like, say four years later, like the, every, everything's going to be the same. Everything would have to be the same. Like you said, coaches might change, you know, for me, like I, for me, I got, I'm, I'm totally okay with saying this, like from the time I committed to like the time that I showed up to like Santa Clara, my freshman year, like I had developed like minimally, or at least from the time until um, like I decommitted, like I, I didn't develop enough. Like I kind of coasted frankly. And like, like doing that was probably just like a product of the early commitment sure and it's like what's the whole point of doing this commitment it's like it's not really worth anything so it's like what what's it what does it matter if i'm an eighth grader who's committed to school x or whatever right it's like sure you can say that like you're gonna go there but it's like all right chances are like you're either not going there because you're going pro or like Something's happening. Something's gonna, yeah. Something's gonna change, and like either your mind's gonna change or their mind's gonna change. Exactly. It's so it's so nuts, and like a huge part of it because like your situation highlights it big time. Is like coaches, they move around, bro. They move around, and and sometimes you're you kind of have to commit to the coach a little bit more than the school because the new coaches might not want you, but that old coach who goes somewhere else, for better for worse, the school that is your fit that coach might be the only guy that wants you now. And it's like, okay, shoot. Well, now I'm going to a school that's not as good a fit, you know, for me, but it's like, he's the only one that wants me. And the one that I always dreamed of going to now he doesn't even, now that school doesn't even want me. And it's like, okay, well, why didn't I just wait? Exactly. Cause then you decommit and you're in that same spot if you would have just waited. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's just, that's just my little, my little rant, but like, dude, I'm just so happy. Like the NCAA is kind of like, helping with that at least on the recruiting side of it like uh so it my dad said it makes kind of camps like pretty important or at least that's kind of like the the first reaction that he sort of had about this and like i don't know did you do camps did you do any like camps um high school like go to see schools play it play at their place anything I like that no because i was literally committed before i was to play high school and then they saw you in travel ball, I'm guessing, right? They just saw you at travel ball. Or... Yeah, they saw me at travel ball, and my travel coaches were great. And so they were like, hey, reach out <clears> to <throat> this, da, da, da. Because back then it was like they can't contact you directly, but they can kind of go no. through. 
or something. I don't know what exactly what the rule was. But then yeah. once I decommitted, I had these four schools in mind. And so I never yeah. even got to do like the college camps. Like, but those are gonna be huge now. Those are gonna be like yeah. It's in high school. Like that's definitely gonna be big for those kids. Yeah. I think like looking back, that's probably what I would have done. Or that's what not even looking back looking ahead that's what i would be doing like way more of right yeah i think so because then I you mean, get a feel for the coaches as well yeah getting a feel for the coaches for sure but i mean i think just having a good travel program and having those like good travel ball coaches that you know are going to like have connections and can mm-hmm. reach out to guys i think that was the biggest thing for me going through it mm. Like they just they just had the connections and mm. if I'm like, hey, what do you know about this coach or what do you know about this school? I mean, they would be like right away they had an answer or so just that. But I mean, the college camps are huge too. Like, go check out the place, go check out mm. coaches, get a feel for the facilities, everything. Yeah, we like this is there might be an odd question, but I know like when I was getting recruited, like I cared about facilities i was like oh what kind of facilities do you guys have mm-hmm. and looking back it's like that's not necessarily gonna be what makes you you know what what helps you realize your full potential you know it's like it's really more about like what you do with it like 100%. so i don't like yeah i, I want you to kind of compare like or just think back it's like the thing like some of the things that you like ood and odd about maybe and like compare that to like right now like UCLA like for example gear right it's like okay you know you got the custom stuff or whatever gloves whatever it is uh-huh. and it's like I remember being like oh this is sick like dude like gear's so awesome yeah. but I just like really wish like people would stop caring about that stuff or coaches uh-huh. would stop like showing it like on visits I'm... but they have to they have to right you have to you have to for the high school kid but yes, I am completely like a guy who's like, I could care less the gear. I could care less about all that. Like, yes, I think it's awesome. But mm. at the same point, like you said, like, like what am I going to do just to get myself better? Like, do I really need all this crazy gear? I see these other schools. I see these like YouTube tours of, of facility. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, that's cool. And, but I mean, it was yeah i it's not a huge deal like i wish it wouldn't be such a big thing for kids and that's also something about the early kids like when you're a freshman in high school like what do you really care about you care about like looking cool what what brand are they or something like yeah, that yeah. right yeah what brand is this school yeah you all you care about is looking good yeah so. <laughs> well no it helps though to have guys like you who are literally in the position that they want to be in being like guys wake up it doesn't matter like it might you might think it matters when you're freaking 13 because the only thing you care about is looking cool but then you get there you get older you get a little wiser you kind of just grow up and you're like oh whatever like i'm like you're still at the school which is funny you know because i didn't really feel this until like i literally left tulane but as soon as i left tulane i was like dude i'm never wearing like most of this gear again like i have a few things that i wear maybe but like a lot of it, I'm like, dude, I'll just give it away. Or like, I, dude, like it just sits in my closet back at home. It's like, what do I even care? Like, all right. Like I got to wear it like a right. little bit, like while a I was playing, like, 
in the maybe moment. wear it around campus you think you're cool and stuff but like most people don't even notice and it's like 100 percent. all right like what was that for what was all that for when i was like making my college decision of right? like, like oh i'm factoring gonna this, this i'm gonna want to wear this shirt so much and then yeah I, it's sitting in my it's in the back of my closet right now you can have it if you want like i don't want it <laughs> literally like oh my gosh dude but like again that's kind of like a social media product i feel like 100%. in a way 100 percent. yeah right yeah like you yeah i mean you gotta like throw something on instagram like i mean yeah I, you don't I'm even the, post that much though like how many yeah, posts I'm, do you have on instagram i'm the wrong like i'm the total i don't give like i don't care that much about the gear but i know kids on our team i know kids on other teams who are all for it so it's cool like don't get me wrong i think it's sick it is it just shouldn't be factored into your decision making for college yes that's the only problem it shouldn't be yeah i mean what's uh i'm bringing social media back into this like in terms of what you know not not what you're consuming but like what you put out there like have you ever been like one to post so because i like you said you watch like you know you listen to podcasts watch podcasts mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you know you love watching youtube videos like have you ever thought about like making stuff or like have you ever dabbled in like kind of the the creating sort of side of that i haven't i mean i haven't even really thought about that but yeah no well I now mean, you're kind of part of it I know. Remember I, that. Now, I, now I, you're I, part of it. <laughs> right I now. I have actually funny enough, like I have a TikTok and I have like five videos on there, of like some like stupid dances that I was doing like over quarantine when I was bored or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. No, I never like seriously got into like going forward with whether it's making TikToks or making YouTube videos, stuff like that. I've never, mm-hmm. I haven't been into that, but I know kids, I actually play travel ball with a kid who's at South Carolina now who runs a full on YouTube and does like vlogs and stuff. And it's like, I walk them, like I'm into them. Like yeah. I'm like, Oh, like what's a day in the life like of this baseball player at South Carolina. And like, he does game day vlogs and stuff, hmm. but like, I wouldn't know it would take me so much time to figure that stuff out. Like I'm not that tech savvy, like editing <laughs> videos and stuff like that. <laughs> Like, sure, I could pull out my phone and video a game day, but I wouldn't be able to figure out how to edit it and all that. Honestly, I feel like I'm still in that position where I have, like, yeah. barely any idea still, of, like, what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. But that's kind of the fun of it, too. And, like, that's kind of why I sure. ask because it's, like, yeah. there is something about, like, picking up something new and, like, trying it. But it's, like, totally. it's fun because it's a little bit challenging. You have no idea what you're doing. You yeah. know, it's, like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like, yeah. you know i'm learning something new but well i also was asking a little bit in part because like there is sort of um some there's some like situations that people in your position can get can get put in if they put out the wrong things you know so like yeah. i don't i don't i don't know how much you put you say you don't post that much or stuff like that but like i don't know like I just feel like there's been too many times where like kids can, can get in the wrong situation because of like stuff that they post. So it's like, have yeah. you ever like had to like worry about that or anything? Or you just don't post so I don't even worry about it that much. No, I don't post that much. And if I do like, I mean, like someone's looking over, like I'm like showing someone before I post it, not mm. like to make sure, but I mean, someone's going to see like, Oh, I'm going to post this photo. Like, is it a good photo or something like that? 
Mm. But I mean, there's there's been so many of those instances. Like even you see with like like before like the NFL draft, like someone put out some video like it was like ten years ago, but it comes back to get them, and it's like mm. you really need to be. And like my parents are big on that because my parents are definitely on more social media platforms than other parents. Like we have hmm. family group chat on Snapchat and yeah. Twitter. And my mom gets like every update of anything I retweet on Twitter. So <laughs> they're always looking over me. So if, I mean, I ever, I mean, like I don't tweet anything at all. Like I'll just retweet or hmm. maybe comment on something or whatever, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm lucky there tech savvy or yeah tech savvy i guess mm-hmm. social media savvy because yeah they can they'll see everything that's put out there from me dude and we mentioned this a little bit earlier about like using tech um to like find things that might help you like in your game yeah. do your coaches embrace that like do they like to kind of entertain that stuff or is that more something like you kind of have to like convince them. And again, this isn't a slight to like coaches. Cause I understand like why coaches might be like, okay, it's just a video. Like it makes sense. It's, it's rational, but like, are you like, do you guys like kind of embrace that sort of experimental side with like the tech side of baseball? And we can dive even like further into like launch angles or exit velocities. Like, you know what I mean? Like bat angles, all that kind of stuff. Like, are you kind of into that stuff or are you sort of like, you know, kind of try not to get too like over analytical with those things? Yeah, I'm definitely not too over analytical. Like I'm okay. I'm not like, I wouldn't, I'm not all savvy in that stuff. Um, and hmm. we're not like a huge, like, I mean, I know from a pitcher's side, I know they're those guys. I mean, all you pitchers are all like nerds of all that spin rate and all that stuff. Right. And I know that's definitely more of an emphasis from the pitching side. Yeah. Uh, Offensively, we're not a huge, like, Hey, let me look at these numbers, like launch angle. And like you said, all the exit velocity and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we can get all those numbers if I really wanted them. Like sometimes I'll be like, Oh, what was my exit below on this? What was, Mm -hmm. uh, but we're not huge. And I mean, we're not even, I mean, we have, obviously synergy and all those video platforms that we can access whenever but no yeah. I'm not I mean individually like I'm not huge into all that tech stuff okay what about like that video that, or like a video you know for example like that you said you would see on like a you know Instagram or whatever yeah. about like something you might want to try like how do you go about like bring that into you know practice yeah, I mean, if I see like something on TikTok or something on Instagram, as little as like a guy fielding a ground ball, maybe he's doing this with his foot, or maybe mm-hmm. he's on the left side of his body, or just yeah. something of that nature. I'd love to experiment in practice. I mean, especially like in the fall or just during BP, getting fungos. Like, I mean, like um, like over the fall, we I mean, we have all sorts of big leaguers running around our mm-hmm. place, but. Ryan Kreidler was back and I'm with the Tigers. Mm-hmm. He was on that 2019 UCLA team. That was ridiculous. And he's defensively unbelievable. Right. And he's sure. so cool. He shot me a text. Hey, come take ground. Like, let's go take ground balls. So I took ground balls a couple of times with him. And something I noticed just in like the two times I took ground balls with him was how he was feeling everything just with his love hand. Like he was only feeling one handed. And so, I mean, I would like, I was getting into it with him, like, 
hey, like, why do you do that? Like, do they make you do that? Is that preference or whatever? And yeah. I mean, I know it has, like, it got more complicated, but ultimately he was like, hey, if I can kill it with one hand, let me put a second hand in there in the games and what can I do, right? And I'm like, interesting. And so, I mean, like, I tore around with stuff like that. But I'll definitely just throw it in there during like BP during a little mm. game work, right? And see what feels good. Ultimately, it's what feels good for me. Right? Does that change during the season? Like the experimentation part of it? A little bit. I mean, I think in season, like when you're going good, obviously you don't want to get too switched up with anything. I don't want to be thinking too much um Mm -hmm. it's always like hey like when i'm going at my best like what like someone asked me that like in the fall like hey when you're going at your best what are you thinking about when you're up there and i'm like nothing like yeah you don't think think about anything right (laughs) and they're like well what are you thinking about now and i'm like about a million things like i'm thinking about this i'm thinking about this and i'm like dang Mm. like so i'd say yeah that changes like it's not you don't have that time to really like Oh, let me go experiment with this, experiment with that. Yeah. But I do think if you're scuffling or if maybe you want to switch up something, that you can absolutely do that. Like it's not like you, oh, my first step out of the season, I'm doing this, and my 200th that bad, I'm gonna have to be doing the same thing. It's like, right. hey, let's take it game by game. And so, yeah, I'd say a little less than okay. like in the season, but yeah, there's still definitely time to do that. Yeah. And you mentioned like pregame work and I want to take that into routines because obviously routines are very important. Is that something your team or coaches on your staff like to build in you guys? Um, Is that something you have to take upon yourself and like what, what's kind of your relationship with like routines? A hundred, like they, I mean, that's a big thing at UCLA is like routines, 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 especially I mean, when you're a freshman and you kind of get into your first year, mm. obviously it's going to take some time to build that routine. And that routine's not going to be the same forever. You're going to mess with it. You can mess with it game by game or whatever. But I'm a big routine guy. Like if something's working, if I'm getting there an hour early doing these drills before the game or kind of whatever drills I feel, mm. um, that's that's been huge for me, getting into a good routine post game like what what good meal am I getting how much sleep am I getting like I was using whoop band all season like Hmm. trying to figure out hey what kind of sleep am I getting like oh I'm getting this kind of recovery well how was my performance today okay maybe that factored into I didn't get enough sleep or just something as little as that um that I think getting in a good routine you can kind of get all that stuff squared away yeah and there is something to be said about building that routine as like a freshman, how you probably don't have a whole lot figured out just yet, but then, you know, you're going your sophomore year. I'm going to assume you have a better idea, like going into that next year. Do you find that you need to, or not need to, but that you have the ability to maybe like cut down maybe on the quantity of reps and focus more on just the quality of the rep? Cause that's what I've been hearing, you know, just with some people I talk to, you know, recently about routines um, that you can kind of like do that. Like you can make, you can almost shorten the routine and make it seem like it's, there's not a whole lot going on, but for you, as long as it works, like as long as that quality of the reps that you're putting in are high, 
you don't have to do too much. Yeah, I totally am a quality over quantity guy. And okay. I think started a little bit last year where I didn't realize how much four games a week is going to take a toll on my body, right? Like coming into college, you don't know. And I mean, I was playing every day right away. And mm -hmm. so it's like, wow, like maybe I don't need to hit a hundred flips before a game, right? And so like, I mean, it's honestly like gone down. Like I feel like like almost every game, like I'll be in there and I'll, <laughs> like, I'll take like 20 swings or whatever like the need is for my body. It just, it's, I'm a guy who's like not going to take all those swings because I know how long the season will be. I know, oh my, like all these games, like I don't need to get all these reps in. So yeah. I'm a huge quality over quantity guy. And I see some of these kids, like some of these freshmen come in and they're going crazy, like right before something. And I'm like, hey, like maybe tone it down a little bit, right? <laughs> like you'll yeah. see, like, this is going to take a toll on you. So like mm. figure out exactly what you need to focus on. Hammer out like 10 good reps of that or 10 great reps of that instead of 30 decent reps where you're just rushed and like going through the motion. So I'm right. a huge quality, quality guy. Yeah, and it's tough because – there's a point in time too where you feel like you need the quantity to like grind out something you know like sure, fix sure. a problem you of know course. maybe like kind of get out of a funk you know yeah. or something like that and like do you ever have to feel like you have to do that like if you're struggling on the field like do you feel like you need like like how how, how do you kind of combat that like when you're kind of in that funk like on the field like you mentioned you know how you were struggling like earlier uh like in your freshman year yeah 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 I mean yeah like if you're in the funk and I mean people say I don't know what they say the number is but it takes like 5,000 reps to actually like instill something in you right and so mm -hmm. if you're like learning something new or if you're really focusing on hey I'm really doing this like then yeah you can go for the quantity part and kind of like try and instill that in you and then the get change. To, yeah. Yeah. Get to a point where obviously it's not going to burn you out too much, but get to the point where, Hey, now I can focus, not do as many, but make these, this certain amount of reps as good as I can possibly do. Mm. So, but yeah, I think there, there is a time for the quantity. Yeah. Maybe it's on a day off. Maybe it's, maybe you do get there super early before a game one day and say, hey, I'm going to really focus on this today and see how it translates. And then obviously you can kind of build that into your routine. And so yeah, it's an ongoing cycle, right? I mean, oh, yeah. never changing. Absolutely. Have you felt like burnout or do you ever feel burnout from like the season? And I know like, especially toward the end of the season, I know in my first pro season, a lot of guys felt it and you can, you can see it literally yeah. on guys' faces, like that they feel like a burnout um how do you deal with like burnout or how do you how do you like to kind of combat like the potential burnout and maybe get your mind like off uh baseball I know you mentioned like watching like you know podcasting stuff like YouTube yeah maybe. sure yeah I mean yeah I mean there's definitely a sense of burnout I mean just like I said like four games four baseball games a week and then pro ball is a whole different creature but I mean going from high school to college it's like it's a real it's a real grind. Like it's real. And so, yeah, I mean, getting your mind off it, right. Just 
like I said, watching YouTube, watching podcasts, watch a movie. Um, those are good things to get your mind off it. And then like physical, like I'm a huge, I've been a huge ice bath guy this year. Like mm. an ice bath every day. Um, I mean, I wasn't every day. I was trying to, yeah. I mean, our strength guy was kind of big on it. Like we were going as a whole team mm. at one point. Um, but some kids hate it, but I loved it. I thought I'd come out of that thing feeling great. And so I was <laughs> like, gosh, if I can do this, like, yeah. it seriously helps. And and what I've just got into again is cherry juice. Have you? Oh my dude, cherry juice. <sighs> cherry juice. I have some crazy dreams on cherry juice. Really? Oh, dude, I'll have a cherry juice like thirty minutes or an hour before I go to bed. My eyes are like the heaviest they could ever be it's like there's freaking five pound Ooh. dumbbells on them it's and uh, and then i wake up and i'm like where am i and it's nuts i i literally go through like a tr- like a freaking mind trip like i'm going everywhere yeah. in my dreams and i'm like whoa but then i wake up and i'm like wow i feel i feel really good it's like, like yeah it's like i feel rested that's like a clinically proven thing and they gave it they gave some uh it was the first time i ever tried it was at regionals i think mm. NCA like they just gave us some and so um I tried it and I was like wow this doesn't taste good at all like I was not a fan of the taste it's so tart <laughs> you're gonna recover so good yeah. and I'm like all right I'll give it a go and yeah I just got back on it though it's so tart but it I like I seriously think it helps me like just that little amount of mm-hmm. weird. what else uh in terms of the recovery stuff do you do is it strictly just like ice bath cherry juice like, ice like bath, cherry juice i love like to stick to yes kind of the kind of fluctuates the blood throughout your legs or whatever yeah yeah um i love those on my legs like those make me feel after just a long day i'll throw those on they yeah. help me a lot like they seriously refresh me but yeah i mean i think that's kind of recovery side of things that's what i focus on i love the ice bath yeah, I need to get it back into those. I've been dude. telling my dad, I'm like, dude, you need to get ice bath here because I love those things. Yeah, dude, they they're so good for recovery. It's just like getting in those things. Like your tolerance, like my tolerance is not high. So like for me, it's starting. Like just getting in there and then just embracing like the suck. Yeah. Ugh. But then when you get out, you like you said, it's great. It's you so always good. feel so much better. It's always. so good. Yeah. <sighs> okay, wait. So we got because we're talking about like recovery stuff. I mean. Yeah, it's no uh, secret you're recovering from a major surgery now. Yeah. So, do you know what this process is going to look like? I know you, we've talked a little bit about this uh, off air, yeah. but can you kind of walk me through this process and like what it's going to look like on a day to day for you? Yeah, I mean, so like I told you, I was shocked when I went in and he said I needed to get it, we'd get surgery on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so right after, I mean, I'm in a sling right now. I mean, I can take it off when I'm kind of at home or whatever, but going out, I, I need to be in it just to be careful because yeah. I need others to be aware. But so I'm in the sling for four to six weeks, probably around four weeks. I'll be good to get that off. But it's been a great, like two days after I was in no pain. And I was like, and my dad were like, my dad's like, uh, are you okay? Like, why are you in no pain? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I have no clue, but so it'll be four weeks in a sling and I'm already starting PT. Like I started PT like four days after, um, just kind of general movement stuff. Like I can, it's my left arm, but like, I'm just kind of doing stuff like this. Yeah. Little forearm curls and stuff. And then at 
at the 12 week mark, it'll kind of be fully like my bone will have healed around the like sutures that were put in. Okay. And then mid August, I'm hitting off a tee and then kind of mid September, I'm good to go. So, well, I mean, overall, yes. overall five months, but yeah. The timeline of it, though, I mean, for you, obviously, the season being cut short is unfortunate, but, like, it, it really couldn't happen at a better time, like, yeah, frankly. Mean, yeah, I'm. yeah, it was extremely, it sucked having to cut the season short, obviously, because, yeah, that, but, I mean, the fact that I'll be fully good to go next year and ready to, like, fully have a, have a whole fall, whole winter to just prepare is, is huge for me, so. Is there anything you're going to do in this rehab process to maybe address some like other issues that you had, or is there anything else you were like dealing with or kind of like parts of your like game even that you can like work on? Um, I mean, not a whole bunch. I mean, there's not much I can do. Um, yeah. I mean, more so just kind of like the, the mental side of things, like just watching like a ton. Of, I've already, been sitting at home for like a week and a half and I've watched more college baseball games than you could imagine. Like I've sat on my couch for an entire Saturday and tuned in from about 10 to like seven of just college baseball. So I mean, yeah, taking just little things I can learn from that and I mean, just trying to do whatever I can right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you right now. Uh, do you have like a, do you have any goals for like the upcoming season at least like have you thought about like that far into the future yet i haven't really no i mean it hasn't it i mean because i'm still I'll, i'm out but i mean i'm still so focused on this season right i mean i'm still mm. following along with the team and i'll be back there this weekend so i was gonna ask like if you know whenever you're gonna be back in the dugout or whatever because yeah i mean it's so tough because right right after i'm like i don't want to go in there and get bumped or fall or something right and so I'm like my parents were like hey let's take it easy for a couple of weeks mm. once you feel good enough to kind of get back there and so I'm gonna go back Wednesday or Thursday I'll be back for this weekend and then I might even I don't I don't know how many guys we have traveling to do mm. when we play next weekend so I'll see if I can even get out there just to be with the team. I was going to say, I'm out here. I'm actually going to definitely right? see everybody. Uh, yeah. So at ASU for sure. Yeah. Just to get out there with the team. I mean, it like, it kills me. I'm like sitting here like, what do I do? Right. No, literally. Like, like I, do I, do? I feel you right now. I feel you. Well, I mean, that's kind of like what I was asking too. It's like, what do you like, what are you going to do? Like how, I know you said like there's like stuff we can watch and we talked about that. It's yeah, like, yeah. but like, right. w- like what can you do? Right. Like, I mean, yeah, right now that's all it's been. I mean, I seriously had to rest though for the first couple of weeks, obviously. And I'm, yeah. I'm like a week and four days out right now. So I'm still pretty fresh off this, but once I can start doing things, I mean, I'm, a, I'm, he already said I can squat and hmm. do core and stuff like that, which is huge. Like I just got, I just went to him this morning and saw the doctor. So yeah. that was so I'll be probably in the gym every day doing some core, some some leg workout, whatever I can, right? Mm-hmm. It's tough, but wait, what about the pain part? You said you weren't in pain. Did you ask him about that this morning? No, like like 
as in terms of like just sitting here like i'm not in pain like a week yeah, out, yeah. Out, like hey maybe i'll be in some random pain but yes yeah, like moving it like i can't i'm no overhead yet i'm no yeah 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 in front or behind anything but hmm. it looks it's been good so far better than better than i thought a shoulder surgery was going to be so yeah um is this your biggest injury have you have you dealt with injuries in the past this is this is the biggest for sure hmm. for i mean i was i was at a couple games last year with like some back issues but there was nothing major so this is definitely the biggest yeah are you like do you have any like concerns are you like worried at all about that or is there anything like is there anything in the back of your mind where like i don't know if like i'll be the same again like does that go through your mind like has that messed with you at all yes and no yes because i mean it's like i I got my arm surgically like fixed up like yeah i'm not strong like what if but then i see all these other players who have had this done and it makes me feel okay where I'm like mm-hmm. all right this guy's fully back even some of our teammates we had a freshman who had it like four months ago and I'm watching him swing I'm like is that it's gonna be me in four months that's very promising um but yeah then, I'll take that right and then it's like I was in so much pain before that it's like I needed to get it done right like I I don't want to be in that pain that I was in right for the whole month and a half that I was going through it where yeah. it's always in the back of my head like I'm gonna have to go out there and swing today and my shoulder's not gonna feel good right mm-hmm. it's kind of like manipulating with my swing sometimes and so I'm happy to get it done and I'm not too worried I know I'll be back gonna- yeah and like you said there's there's just people who have come back from it you know healthy and like it's the fact that you know it can be done like you know like that's very encouraging i'm sure you'll find a podcast or something where someone <laughs> talks about it or some doctors talking about you know labor stuff and exactly. there's so much info nowadays to just like go yeah. after and look yeah. at but yeah. i'm trying to think of like other things like, I feel like like we've covered so many different things Dude. like i don't even know how long we've been going dude we've been going for so long actually yeah we have. you I know just- what time it is I just looked. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> dude, that's what I'm saying. These things can fly by. Like, but I think that's why I like doing this stuff, honestly, because like, I feel like we don't do it enough, or at least I, I haven't been doing it enough. Like, just kind of like sitting down and talking with someone about stuff. Like, it's just like, I, you probably get to do it a lot more. And like, that's why I think, again, college is awesome. But like, it's, it can be kind of difficult sometimes to like get to do these types of things with people. Like, just like have that, like, level of interaction like it is it is such a fun thing to do i mean like dude i want to keep going but like i also don't want to make you stay for like super long and i also don't want this episode to be like three freaking hours because like god we gotta edit this puppy you know what i'm saying like i'm still not the best editor but um (laughs) is there anything like you have like any kind of like last words you want to like throw at the listeners you know in terms of like honestly it could be anything like we could even talk about like southern california things we can literally talk about i don't even know like anything but i mean i guess i'm going to steer you in a direction this the whole point of this podcast is of course to help younger players kind of navigate you know their their way through like getting recruited and like getting to the next level like going and going to college and like being able to play somewhere 
and get the most out of their opportunities. So, I mean, I guess like that's like something I think that, you know, if you can provide any insight on, like that'd be really valuable for the listeners. Just like any piece of advice you have in terms of like helping young players, like navigate their way through like youth baseball and like getting their, you know, their chance in college baseball. Yeah. I mean, my thing would just be, I mean, put your head down and go to work. I mean, you, you are going to control a lot of your outcome. So, I mean, if you Mm. just put your head down, you go to work and just trust. I mean, I know that's like a cliche trust the process, but seriously, seriously, trust your process. Um, Nobody's path is really the same. So, Mm. I mean, go out there. I've seen, I've seen it all from, all my friends I've seen so many different paths taken so nobody's path will be the same and yeah put your head down go to work and everything will work out I love that message and I do want to ask in your mind when you say put your head down and work Mm -hmm. that putting your head down what does that look like to you when you say put your head down like what because to me like that sounds like one thing and I, I feel like I've I'm capable of doing that. I know what that's like for a kid that maybe can't grasp like what that is. Like what is the putting your head down part where they're like, dude, Oh yeah, I go to practice. I put in the reps, you know, like I do that stuff. It's like, but you're not putting your head down and working. Yeah. I think that that put your head down to me is like, like lock in on yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have all the Mm. outside noises. And so you just kind of put your head down, like literally physically put your head down. Right. And, just focus on your kind path. of tunnel vision, right? Exactly. In and a just, way. Yeah. Okay. Focus on your path. Um, and yeah, trust that it'll work out. Yeah. It's not like the, Hey, Oh, I went to practice. Like I'm doing, I'm putting my head down and working. It's like, no, like focus, like grind it out and it'll be good. I love that. Uh, I think that is such a great message. And, you know, I, I do hope like younger players can kind of can hear that and like really take that to heart. Cause like, I do believe just like you, like you can control your, your outcomes. So, so much more than you think. hundred percent. Yeah. Cody, I mean, geez. Yeah. We were at this for a hot minute, but I really appreciate you being on. Like, this is awesome. Like finally got to get on here. (laughs) I know, man. Like scheduling is, is always difficult. Like you have no idea, but yeah, this is awesome. I'm I'm yeah. so happy you came on. Like this is this is a blast. Wait, am I the first player or what? You're the first. You're okay. So I had one player, one other player on who's actually in the Cubs organization. Okay. Um, and he he was like my first episode actually. And then I had another player who he was a former teammate of mine, and I don't think he was at school. Uh, like at the time of the filming, I think he was transferring into school or something. Like he was hurt or whatever um so i guess you're the first like like college like like i think you're the you're definitely the first like division one player i'm pretty sure like for, you're the first like like guy where i'm like dude fucking cody schreier's come on, come on <laughs> let's go no like like you, yeah this is you're definitely like for the listeners it's like you're definitely the beginning of like what i would love to introduce to this podcast which is like the player insight which is like what I feel like I can bring, you know, to talking to a coach, but like hearing other players, like kind of perspectives too, about their experiences is so crucial, I think. So, so yes, you are special. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay so i'm gonna sign off uh, i'll talk to you like really briefly after we do that but that is gonna do it for this episode of player to prospect and we will see you next week <laughs>